0: What do you do? A delusional soccer podcast. What do you do? A soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. Do you have the Bowl set up? No, I'm not doing that for this week. Chelsea, you don't have the Chelsea Liverpool Bowl set up? I don't have the Chelsea Liverpool Bowl set up. But, I mean,. Everyone, welcome in to Footy Ado. We have a two-man booth. Yeah, Zach, uh, are you breathing usual. into the mic? Am I breathing into the mic? No, but the new intern is... Everybody meet Maisie May, the new puppy. She is panting heavily into this mic. She's definitely going to cause some background noise throughout this episode, Because she's panting into the mic now, and if I put her on the ground, she cries. Oh, she makes noises in the chair, too. Nice. So, this is the one time where someone apologizes for the background noise, and you can actually hear the background noise. Oh, this is no, this is foreground noise. (laughs) This is she's actually the most important one. Yeah, this is very much. (laughs) I don't know why she's so tired. Probably probably because she's been busy drinking her own pee. But besides that, nothing gross. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. You're fine. She's fine. Um, I was kind of hoping that Katie would be here um, by the time we were recording. Because then that would give Maisie a little bit of a break away if I uh, wanted her to go. But... She's gonna sit on my lap for the time being, and when you, if you hear the dog making noise, and that makes you angry, I question you as a person. Okay. All right. She's sure. getting a little adventurous. So while she does that, let's get to the football. A incredible result this weekend, um, for Norwich City, a three-two win over the champions, over Manchester City at home, incredible. It, you know, it's one thing for a Norwich team to win against Man City, but three goals, and really, you know, City only got their uh, second goal. They only cut the lead in half in the 88th minute, so, um, yeah, they had a few minutes at the end uh, to try to get an equalizer, but this was this was a brilliant performance from from Norwich. Yeah, um, what? So what was the number? What What's the number on the players that they, the regular eleven that they didn't have? Because there was like ineligibilities. I think was... they had only one fit center back, one fit senior center back. Um, you know, I even I'm just sitting on the Premier League site, and the one guy that started in defense, Ibrahim Amadou, uh, does not have a picture. Um, he's on loan at Norwich from, from Sevilla. Um, so kind of a senior player, but they, like, I want to say like, there's like 10 or 11 players for them that are out, which is insane. And you're going up against the best team in what? English history. As far as points go, 198 points in, in two seasons or something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they've been they've been brilliant Man City. The way that Norwich played was just incredible. It's not like they they came into this match and sat back and you know peg a couple goals on the counterattack. The way they moved the ball out from the back, they stuck to what they're trying to do. And Tamu Pukki again with a goal. What does he have? 6? 5 or 6 so far this season? Yeah, he's, I mean, it, he's, he's scoring in almost all their games. Five appearances, six goals, and two assists for Norwich this season. Uh, so he is in second place um, in the Golden Boot race be t- behind uh, Tammy Abraham and Sergio Aguero with seven through five. Um, a lot of goals. A lot of goals so far this season. Um, we're not seeing great defense, I guess. Um, but this norwich team uh you know the manager came out and said uh that we if we sit back and allow them to attack we're going to lose anyway so we might as well try to play our game and they did and it worked right which we've heard managers say that countless times and then we've seen them like get uh destroyed so it's cool to see a team like this actually back that back it up. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure like the four full of managers last year were saying that and Yeah, we might as well try and play our game or like Is you know, your like, Is your game not having a defender on the pitch? Right. Well, Norwich didn't really have a defender on the pitch. They had one, what do you say? One one center back. back, yeah. Um and you know, City did have a lot of the ball, 68.6% of the possession. So, let's not say that City didn't dominate possession. It's just what they did with possession Norwich were compact in defense. They, you know, even allow I I get it. It's a team that allowed two goals, but a newly promoted team allowing two goals to the champions is not uh all that unheard of. Um and you know, I I just thought Sergio Agüero's goal right before the half. I thought, "All right, well, here here they come." And then, you know, as I am a betting man, as we've alluded to several times, I thought to myself, I'm gonna wait till the fiftieth minute in the second half. If it's still 2-1, I'm gonna place a live bet on Man City. Um and the 50th minute, it was 3-1 Norwich. And I was like, well, glad I waited till the 50th minute, because that would not have gone over well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, I mean, I it's it's an absolutely it's an astonishing performance because like, I mean, it's not, I've been, I've been trying to tell people. Yeah. You, you texted know. me at, well, 2am here and said, I'm drunk trying to explain to people how big that Norwich win was. Right. Cause well, my, my birthday, as you know, has had passed this past week. So I, we were out we were drinking for my birthday um, and i like during the pregame, I'm like, I'm I'm like trying to explain to people because I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Norwich City. And, you know, people were like, uh, I think Peter said to me, uh, hey, uh, Jared, I have no idea what that means. And like Nikki didn't get I'm like, I'm like trying to explain like, guys, this is insane. It's like I, and I tried to put it in um, terms of American sports. And I couldn't figure it out. It's, I mean, it's like if the Dolphins beat the Patriots this past week But they had half their team out. I mean, I don't know if that's the best analogy. Dolphins might be better if they have half this team out. Yeah, the Dolphins lost 43 to nothing to the Patriots. Like, yeah, I was trying to come up with some sort of analogy that made it make sense. Because it's like, it's not only was it a newly promoted team, but it was one that was without a lot of their players. Yeah, it's a dominant a dominant win. Like, did you see, have you seen any of the videos? There's several videos going around of just, you know, fans taking videos as the ref blows the full-time whistle. And it's a, it's, it's not just like your usual, oh, we won the game. Like it's a celebration. Like they had just scored a last minute winner. That's how much these fans were jumping around. It's a huge result. It signals great things for Norwich city. The fact that they could take down a team like this, why do wouldn't they have all the confidence in the world going into, you know, these next few matches? That's got to be a huge confidence boost. And they've got to think that they're going to be able to, you know, go away to Burnley next week and get another win. Yeah. And and for Norwich City, it's a team that in the recent years has been promoted and has been one at wonders. Promoted and then quickly relegated. Um, and now this is a season where, you know, we both had them, I believe predicted them to go down again. Um, like Norwich does, but a couple weeks ago you were starting to say, like, I think one of your, your, talking points was Norwich city. Um, it actually might've been on your solo episode, you talked about Norwich city having enough goals, um, to stay up. Yeah. Because, you know, they, I feel like newly promoted sides come up and you know, they're not. They're not usually the best at the back. It's usually, you know, kind of, let's see how many goals they allow. Um, but no matter what, you know, it seems like all most of them, the majority of the teams are not good at the back in their first season up in the Premier League. And then it's only some of them that have enough goals to counteract that. Now there's been teams that haven't had, I guess, "Quote unquote enough goals to stay up and still found a way to like Huddersfield did um, two seasons ago, but this Norwich City side is something else. They are getting results. They're only wearing green and yellow like they always do. Um,
1: and yeah, they either wear
0: green and yellow or they wear yellow and green yeah, or they it, wear like they're, they're, I'm actually just, looking at their kits right now. Their away kit it might be the ugliest thing I've ever seen, but it's not green and yellow." It's red and yellow. No way. And then their third kit is just black, which the third kit looks nice. But the last time, I legitimately rooted for Norwich to go down the last time they were in the Premier League because their home kit was yellow and green, their away kit was yellow and green, and their third kit was yellow, green, and black. But the majority of that kit was not black. It was majority yellow, green. And I just think that's a ridiculous thing for a, a team to do. Yeah, I mean, this, this red kit could be nice. I like the design of it. The problem is the yellow is so ugly. And I don't think that the green, like the, the no, badge the, staying the, big, the same. Yeah, the uh, big green badge ruins it. But I, yeah, I think also just the yellow itself, I don't, It it's an, an ugly yellow. Um, yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, Norwich City away kit bad. Yeah, Norwich City away kit as good as Fulham last season, um, but Norwich City better than Fulham last season, so that's what matters. Um, really bringing all all the hot takes to the table today, all the delusions. Um, let's uh, move on. Manchester United one, Leicester City nil. Uh, the difference in this one was a Marcus Rashford penalty in the eighth minute. So if you watch this game, I'm sorry. Um, but that was, that was it. It was really uh, not the most exciting game to watch. But Leicester City at Old Trafford not getting the points, but they had most of the ball. Um, and United didn't look that creative but they scored an early goal and uh Solskjaer said all right let's uh let's keep it tight at the back and they did and Harry Maguire was very good against his former club which Harry Maguire was booed heavily by the lesser city fans um at the first touch of the ball he played there for what two years yeah, like he joined it's not like he's lesser city born and bred and once he finally hit his peak he left no, for he Old Trafford. From, you got him from Hull. Hull. You got him from Hull City like 20 months ago. Get over yourselves. You're like you're I mean yeah, you won the Premier League in the past 5 years, but you're you're a stepping stone for a type of player that of of Harry requires quality. You have to know this. Um but I mean in all seriousness, I think this this was a uh, a very you know it's a, this is a big win for United because there was some uncertainty, you know, it wasn't very compre- it wasn't a huge comprehensive victory, but there've been some question marks over this this side ever since their opening day smashing of Chelsea. Um, and Leicester has been a team that has looked really good this season. So for them to be able to beat them now they I mean now they're sitting above them in the table. We have the same amount of points, but four and five. Um, That's a it's a pretty big win for United. Let's see if it can help them turn things around. Yeah. Um, And this was with with a couple a couple players out. Remember, uh, Marcus or not Marcus Rashford, he was the goal scorer. You you dingus. Um, Anthony Martial was out, and Paul Pogba was out, and United. Found a way to win, and most importantly, really, the really the most important thing is they found a way to put a penalty in the back of the net. Is yeah, it me, or are they getting good. are they getting a large amount of penalties? Because I feel like this is a talking point every time we, every time it's we the talking about every game. Yeah, I mean, there's been at least what? How many games has there been this season? Six. Yes, five, five or six, um, six. Was there a penalty six. in the Chelsea game? Or was yeah. that just... Yeah, Kurt Zuma. X. Kurt Zuma gave... Because yes. they scored in a penalty. The next game, Pogba missed a penalty. The game after that, Rashford missed a penalty. So the first three games, they had a penalty. I think the next two, they didn't... No, no, no they might have. What are they... Uh, no, no they, Rashford... No, does Rashford missed two? No, Rashford's only missed the one. It was United and Southampton, and they just failed to score against a team with 10 men for 17 minutes, for the last 17 minutes. Right. So, um, embarrassments all around. Right. Um, I mean, hey, they're in fourth place. They're doing something right. Um, they're doing something. <laughs> they're doing something, and the people that should be competing with them are doing something wrong. Um, sure. But, yeah, it, a penalty is a talking point every time. This time, it's four, a good talking four to point. Games. Four out of six games. This time, it's a good talking more. point. Yeah. So, 1-0 for United. Uh, Brendan Rodgers will have to... Uh, you know, get his Leicester City side to bounce back. Their next match in the league comes against Spurs at the King Power Stadium. That's the early kickoff next week. Jared, you waking up for uh, a 4.30 a.m. kickoff, Leicester Spurs? I will be on the East Coast. Oh, I forgot about that. You'll actually yeah. be home that day, won't you? I will, I will be home. Well, I was not at that, that time. Set? Yeah, I'm sure you're not yeah. going to be home from a, wedi- a Friday night wedding at 7:30 for Leicester Spurs, but so yeah, so yeah, but we'll be on the East Coast. All right, well look at that. Um, let's, uh, I'm, Jared. I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want uh, my misery or your happiness first? Um, let's go. Let's go with my happiness. Let me go to your misery. That's brilliant. I love it. I didn't expect it. Tammy Abraham. Was the only player that mattered on this in in this game? Had everyone else taken the day off, it would have been three uh, one. Because he had a hat trick plus an own yeah. goal. An own goal, yeah. Which I he, I would like to know the if that has ever happened in the Premier League, because yeah, that's that is nuts. Tammy Abraham he scores when he wants. He scores when he wants, and he chooses the goal he wants. Yeah. A 5-2 win for Chelsea. Um, and still, five goals in this game. How many goals throughout the season? Now 11, and all of them have been scored by Academy Products. Yeah, Mason Mount. Mason Mount Tammy scored, Abraham. Tammy Abraham with the three, and Tamori scored a brilliant goal in the 31st minute. Where the hell did that come from? I know, the ball, the, I'm watching it, the ball goes up, but he shot it, I'm like, what? what? I'm like, what? what? And then it goes in, I'm like, I put my, I didn't know what to do. I put my hands up, and I was like. I knew you should have shot it from there. Yeah, I, I mean, it's excellent. It was an excellent strike. I think there, I mean, Patricio was getting some criticism, but the ball, the person of the ball hit the back corner of the net. Yeah, um, Patricio probably got the criticism more, f- not f- for his, uh, his attempt at it, but his positioning at the start of it, he really, it didn't look like he was really in the center of the goal. um, Right. Which was weird for where the ball was. Yeah. But um, listen, if I really could give him advice on uh, goalkeeping positioning, I would be doing a different job. So maybe it's not all that out of the ordinary where he was at, but it, Is that goal really why Wolves fell apart? No, they fell apart because they're going through the Europa League curse. They have already had to play Europa League qualifying games, and the group stage starts this week. They've looked good. They've looked to be fair. Heavy rotation. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they've looked good in the Europa League. They have looked good in the Europa League, but not so much in the league. They're in the relegation zone right now, bottom three. They Um, have a draw with Leicester, which we saw that, that's fine. A 1-1 draw with United, could result. Then it was a 1-1 draw with Burnley. Then we're starting to think, okay, you got to get a win, and they lose to Everton, and now you lose to Chelsea. They are still winless through their first five in the league, but um, from a different standpoint, not looking at Wolves, looking at Chelsea, uh, Frank Lampard really couldn't be happier. Yeah, I mean, next step is just getting a win at home. You know, they haven't won at home yet, but that's a it's a great... I mean, I think he you probably want the, the defense to work itself out a little bit more, still conceding uh, some goals, haven't got that clean sheet yet. Um, but, I mean, the game was sort of decided very early on. Like, they were pretty much consolation goals, maybe to add the pressure a little bit to Chelsea towards the end of the game, but uh, it never felt like it was in doubt. Um but, yeah, I guess, I mean, Chelsea not really missing David Luiz at the moment. Tamori had a solid performance, and he is a center back who came up and hit a screamer. Um, could you guys take David Luiz back? No, no, you guys want him. You yeah. yeah. You can keep the money. Yeah, No no, 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 it's fine. All um, right, that's a good pivot to my misery, I guess. Yeah. 2-2, Watford and Arsenal. Um... I don't know which was a worse performance, this performance away at Watford or last season's 1-0 win against a team who had 10 men for like 80 minutes. Um, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So Vicarage Road, not kind to the Gunners. The first half, Watford were probably, not that they were dominant, but they probably had the better chances in the first half. And Arsenal somehow got to halftime with a 2-0 lead. And when you have a striker like pierre Emerick Aubameyang, that can happen. Two goals for him, 21st minute and the 32nd minute, assisted by the fullbacks. The first goal was assisted by uh, the tank, Captain Natch. And the second was assisted by uh, the man with many names, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Um, but they fell apart in the second half 53rd minute, less than 10 minutes into that second half. Socrates gifts the ball to, uh, did he play it straight to cleverly or no, yeah. it was, uh, to Dale a who then, uh, oh, right. Hit yeah, it, yeah. It, then cleverly gets it off of that and scores. Boom 2 one. And then 81st minute, David Louise gives up his second penalty in three games for Arsenal he had only given up three penalties in like 160 games for Chelsea. So um, he's really, uh, it seems like he got some great advice from Petter Cech on his way out the door from Chelsea because they look a fraction of the players they were um, when they played for Chelsea. Yeah, and you have to wonder what it that could possibly be down to. Obviously, I mean, they're, they're getting older. Um, in both in both cases, but um, I wonder if the you know the atmosphere at the club has anything to do with that. Oh, absolutely! Um, it's a, I, you know, I, I have no doubt that regardless of who the manager is right now, the toxic the the toxicity of the dressing room at Arsenal is prevalent because they just do not know how to not completely fall apart. No, yeah, so it's against it year you're in you're out it's a mentally weak side and it's um, we've got players who have one huge th- huge tournament like David Luiz and Socrates are the two center backs that you think we've got two senior guys back there they are not going to mess this up and they're consistently the main culprits messing this up yeah um, now, I mean, obviously, you know, Watford just changed their manager so that you have that. The um, author is back. The author is back, um, for, you know, for the listeners, uh, what is it? Kike Sanchez Flores? You yeah. got the order, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's something that Nick would not be able to do. No. So our brother and, you know past and future guests has always said he liked Kike Sanchez Flores because the way he dressed with like a peacoat and like a scarf he with his beard he, he looks like an author so you know we call we've always called him the author um he had a very pep vibe about his outfit in this yeah. game I and my my thought on it was Kike Sanchez Flores walked so pep could run there you um, go. But I mean it's a solid performance. I mean he should have never been sacked by the club in the first place. No. But they finished like 8th and then they let him go or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you or- know, they they had a pretty poor run um in the la- in the second half of the season um to where it looked, you know, like it was kind of they were showing, you know, relegation form but were already safe. They were already in the clear. Um, so, and they let him go. He got to a FA Cup semifinal beating Arsenal in the quarterfinal. Um, I was actually, uh, sleeping on your couch in California for that one. Um, but he comes in, he he was sacked at the end of that season and now he's back replacing a man who finished higher than he did and got to an FA Cup final. Right, Watford don't make sense. No, and there's they... nobody to blame except for Sir Elton John himself, Rocket Man, Watford Man, burning no. all these managers up here alone. <laughs> um, I do want to bring something up to segue away from what just happened. That would be um, great. It could literally be anything. <laughs> so, Granite Chaka came out after the game and said, Arsenal were lucky to get a point because of how impressive Watford were <laughs> in that second half. How does that make you feel? That's your captain, my man. That's, That's uh... your that's your captain. So he's not officially announced as the captain. That's your captain. Unai Emery is going to make that decision on Friday, considering, or uh, at least if Unai Emery is still in his job on Friday. Um, that's a statement where n- I'm not necessarily like this, but I'm not necessarily not like this. That's like a get the fuck out of the club type statement. Absolutely, fuck off. <laughs> What are you talking about? The way that Watford play, you gave away a penalty, and also the other goal you passed directly to them. Well, I mean, did you see the stat? Did you see the stats for what the shooting the shot stats? Um, Arsenal have allowed, they have allowed ninety six shots on goal in five games. Yeah, that's. Insane. Um, Aubameyang, after the game, said, "I feel like we are literally giving goals to the opposition," and you, my friend, are right. Yeah, Watford. What was I think it was like? What was the shot stat for the second half? I think I think Watford had twenty shots in the second half. What did Arsenal have? Like two and a half? Or I don't know, something like that. But like Uh, Arsenal had seven in the entire game how many did Watford have 31 yeah they had like 23 shots in the second half they had more possession all right this team Arsenal does not know how to go away to win Um, did you see did you see the the trolling of Guendouzi by Watford's Twitter account perfect (laughs) I love Guendouzi he played terribly Got punched punched a man. Punched a guy, didn't get sent off, held up two one and only walked <laughs> away with a point. So that's a learning experience for uh my man Matty G. But he's I mean, what he's like four years younger than me. Right. Would you hold up the two one? I would have I would have punched the guy and I would have held up the two one. <laughs> so listen, I don't blame him. But he's got to do better. He's got to learn from that. Um, he's got no reason to to boast at that point in time because when he's coming off, it's because he was bad and the team looks bad, and you're literally giving Watford the ball. So why are you holding up two one? Right, I've seen I've seen people hold up like two zero, like Walcott did the two zero. Theo thing. Walcott did it when he was getting stretchered off and Spurs fans were throwing pennies at him. Right. That I'm okay with. No, I, I, I throw away the every, the outside, any of the context in the situation, I'm just talking about the score here. Two Oh, I'm more okay with you're yeah, what the up fuck by are, one goal. What the fuck are you 40, doing Two one with like 30 minutes to go? <laughs> it's he got subbed off in the 67th minute. So there's 20, there's 23 minutes to get to go. And you have a one goal lead, it's hardly secure. Um, but yeah, Arsenal should not play it out of the back. No, well, that's the thing. Like, they should work on it. I mean, Lee Dixon kept talking about it the entire game, and then he's like, I don't know why you're doing it. Oh, here's here, it is right here. And then they scored. Yeah, he was was talking, he was like. And My favorite quote from him was, I am at a loss for words. It is not my job to be at a loss for words, but I absolutely am at a loss for words. Yeah. And that was after it was (laughs) 2-1. So, um, yeah, um, a couple talking points real quick. Um, I want to mention Unai Emery and the fact that no one can quite figure out how he's getting Arsenal to play besides the fact that he wants to play it out the back. And I will not be surprised in the slightest if he is not in charge in North London um, by the end of this season. If if not much. What about by Christmas? What about by Christmas? I don't think I don't think he'll be in his job come the new year. I don't. Hmm. What happened? It's been like two two weeks ago I mean like yeah, I mean you haven't had the best i mean you're they're still up near the top four. you have this front three that everyone's super excited about. You fight back and beat and and draw with spurs yeah I think it's the fact that he, whatever manager came in had the task of one getting the team into the top four, getting back into the champions league um. And in his first season, he failed to do so. But also, the the main way to do that, I guess, was to shore up the defense, which the defense has gotten worse under Unai Emery. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's because it's it's not like he's saying, all right, 75% of the time, play it out the back. 25% of the time, we're going to kick it long. We're going to keep teams on their toes so that they don't know exactly what we're doing. Um that's not what they're doing. They're, they're playing it in like the new rule. I I was listening to a podcast earlier today and they're saying, yeah, the new rule is that you can play a goal kick inside your, inside your box. Someone should let Arsenal know that they, that that doesn't mean they have to do that. Right. Cause they do it consistently. And it got to the point that David Louise was like, fuck this. We're sending it long. and, then he gave away a penalty, so I really can't applaud that all that much. Um, secondly, the fact that Lucas Torreira is not a starter in this team, and Granite Shaka is is worrying. And when Lucas Torreira is in the team, he's being misused. He's not being used as that central defend, essential uh, center defensive midfielder to sit in front of the back four, and that is what he is good at. That is why the. Sporting director, why? Why everyone wanted to sign him at Arsenal, mm. and Emery is preferring Granite Chaka in that role, and we know how that's gone. Um, I just now don't. You know how I feel. How I felt last season. I know. I mean, I'm, I, and we'll just to see. Fair, to be fair, and Conte still isn't really playing in that role anyway. And, but and, and we'll we'll just see how it goes. Um for the next few weeks, um, are, Watford are still bottom of the table. Arsenal are in seventh, in um, seventh. Yeah. Right below Chelsea. We're in sixth, pretty, Leicester fifth they yeah, They're level on points with a few of those clubs. Um, but they've got Aston Villa on Sunday. And then they've got a trip to Old Trafford, uh, for Monday night football the the next weekend. So you've got to turn around. It's, this doesn't have to be just a win against Villa. It's kind of got to be like replicating the 2014 F- or 2015 FA Cup final where it was 4-0. Yeah, you have to beat this team because and you have to beat them well because we're probably going to be talking next week about Arsenal's Europa League loss because they're going away to their toughest opposition in Frankfurt. Um I Doubt that Prm emerick Aubameyang will be used, and if he is, that will be uh, horrible mismanagement, considering he is our only fit senior striker with Lacazette out until October. Um, and there's a good chance we see Mustafi in the defense, whether it's one of the center backs in a back three or a right back in a back four. Mustafi is probably going to start away at Frankfurt on Thursday night. So... I can't believe you got rid of Monreal, and I didn't know about it. I can't... I can't justify it. I mean, I can. You can't really bring... You can't really have three senior uh, left-backs at, at a club. But it. he was... At the time of his going, he's our best-fit left-back. Um, because... Kieran Tierney, of course, is not fit. He's back in full training, but um, still is a little ways away from getting uh, meaningful game time. And Kolasinac is fit as, you know, as fit as he could be. He's not really good, though. So that's the worrying factor there. Right. Um. Who knows? It's I mean we'll see. Uh, the, the biggest thing for Emery for me is I mean look, he, you know, obviously it's always going to be hard to sort of change change the guard here at, at Arsenal after uh, Arsene Wenger's long tenure, um, and you know he made it to a final, he made it to a Europa League final. The biggest thing for me is you don't you can't lose a final four nil. So that was a glaring, especially... A, a, uh, 4-1, a, did you not 4-1. see Iwobi's goal? And then that was his last involvement oh, with Arsenal who? ever? Hmm. You're right, 4-1. 4-1. Um, you don't lose a final like that, um, especially a competition that he has won three times. Um, so that was alarming. And, you know, to see them... Hey, Maisie. <laughs> She's back. She's back. Um, so Maisie... Um, yeah, I just don't think Emery really knows what he's. I don't. He's. I don't know. If he's, no, I don't know if he knows what he's doing. He's struggling there, as I was to uh, form a sentence. But you usually struggle to form a sentence at least once through a podcast. I was um, distracted by a, the dog. Yeah. Uh, so am I. So at some point, I didn't even. I didn't even bother bringing it up. Dad came in the room and took her out, and then I heard the door open as I was talking about. Kalesa Natch not being good at uh, football. And I turned around, and it wasn't Dad putting her back. It was just her already here. She was just sitting by the door. Um, But she's back. The intern is back. All right. Maisie can open doors. Good to know. Yeah, that is good to know. I never never saw anyone put her in here. So um, she's got superpowers. She's the cutest dog on the face of the earth. We will post a picture of her to the... Uh, footy ado account especially before next week put the headphones on her put her at the mic and we'll (laughs) we'll get a little pick. post social next week she's going to be heavily involved with footy ado and we cannot wait for her to make her picks. we'll do the uh the good old set a uh two bowls up with a logo by each whichever one she chooses um, I'm going to place a one dollar bet on and see if she can make me money throughout the season. She will make you more than Nick. That she will. That she will. Um, bit distracted. Sorry about that. Um, quick. Well, I mean, you, touching. It's a puppy dog. We're, we're, we're puppy just dog. about at the at the end of the pod anyway. Um, but it's definitely worth mentioning. Uh, Spurs. Four nil win over Crystal Palace. All four goals scored in the first half, and it's incredible that Spurs scored four times and Harry Kane did not contribute. Um, uh, he did have an assist. He had the assist on Eric Lamella's goal. Sounds like a contribution there, Zach. Uh, yeah, but he didn't score a goal because he's overrated. So now he's that we've not got, he, no, he's not. Oh he's my not. gosh. I, Listen, I, I gotta listen. have you on the record as saying he's not overrated. All I mean, right, but we, it's it's a bit we of a losing we can't be losing listeners. Dunn scores in the tenth minute, Patrick Van Aanholt in the twenty first, giving them a nice own goal. Then Son again in the twenty third, Lamella in the forty second. It was a nightmare. Um I did only watch the first half because I figured let's switch over to United Leicester, and boy was I disappointed. Um should have put on the Chelsea, uh Chelsea Wolves game. Let's talk about NBC sports real quick. Why in the hell is it Tottenham and Palace on TV and the gold game that I've got a stream? We've got Chelsea Wolves and United Leicester. Yeah, that was weird. That was that was very interesting. It's it's almost like a very Fox sports thing where they wanna play they no matter what, they're gonna play the team with the red and blue stripes. Yeah. Yeah. Um NBC, we should say, is always normally very good. And the the broadcast itself is very good. Just pretty questionable as their selection of game. Yeah. Um, Um, And then also uh, a quick mention, real quick. Uh, A quick mention, real quick. Look at Mingo. That's a great sentence. Maisie, take the mic. The English language is stupid. Liverpool, with uh, what we're going to describe as a comeback win at Anfield. They went behind uh, Newcastle, scored in the seventh minute through Jetro Willems, and then Sadio Mane with a brace before the half. Salah added the third in the 72nd minute. With a lovely assist. Roberto Firmino, appreciation post. Roberto Firmino, is there a striker in the Premier League better than Firmino? I don't know because he's such a unique. Stri- he doesn't. He doesn't strike me, no pun intended, as a striker. He's. He's if, certainly I mean, not the best finisher in the yeah, Premier they're, League. They're, right, but they they have very much like a three forward sort of setup. Yeah, um, and and I feel like I feel like he would thrive in American sports, where the awards at the end of the season are not for the most outstanding player, but for the most valuable to a team. And Firmino, I think, is the most val- valuable player, at least, to this Liverpool attack. Um, you know, Virgil Van Dyke's going to have a word with me if I if I say that he's not the most valuable player on that team. But mm-hmm. Firmino makes this attack thrive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he's just and he's just fun to watch. No, all the no look stuff is is great. Uh, Bobby Chompers. Bobby Chompers. And. Looking at the table, before we get delusional, uh, you know, with your official delusion of the week, um, Liverpool have a five-point lead already at the top through five games. They have scored 15 goals and allowed four. City have scored 16 and allowed six, so not much difference there. It's just where they're allowing and scoring those goals. Um And the the points are not quite adding up the way City want to early on. Um, They've already dropped four points. Now I say already because they dropped 16 total last season. So Pep is going to uh, want to right the ship against the man that you compared him to. Uh, Next week, they've got Watford. Uh, on Saturday. They're going to look exactly the same. They're going to look identical. One yeah. is going to look like Pep with hair. And the other is going to look like bald Kike Sanchez Flores. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jared, take it away with your delusion of the week. It has to do with Pep. Has to do with Pep. It's got to do with Pep. Um, He is never going to win the Champions League with Manchester City. And... I don't want to get too much into it because that that begs the question, is his tenure here going to be a success? Because I was thinking about it today. I mean, obviously, it's successful, but based on expectation, they've won the league before Pep got there. They've won cup competitions before Pep got there. He was there. He was brought in to win the Champions League, which he hasn't done yet. It's only been, what, three seasons? Um, he hasn't done it yet, but like, this is a guy who was unable to win the Champions League with Bayern Munich when he didn't have a league to worry about. Now he's got the most competitive league in the world to worry about. Liverpool is are five points ahead of him. Um, you don't think that elevates his game though? I I mean, playing in a more competitive atmosphere week in, week out. I mean, it might in the league, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Who who have they lost to in the Champions League? They've lost to a Premier League opponent in Spurs this past year, and the year before they lost to Liverpool. So when it comes to the Champions League, I don't know if it elevates it. I think it it hinders their Champions League campaign. Um, obviously, he's raised his game, and in the league, it has absolutely raised his game, and that's why he's had at least, like you said before, in terms of points, the best team in Premier League history. Um, And a close second, whatever, you know, in, in the following year. So I just... The fact that he was... I mean, he won it with Barcelona. The fact that he was unable to win it with a team like Bayern when Bayern was running away with the league that he didn't have to worry about. He has to worry about the Premier League every week. He just lost to Norwich. Um, you know, they're like there's a there's a top six matchup almost every week in the Premier League. A big game almost every week in the Premier League. Not to say that City is in taking part in all those games, but there's they have a lot of very tough games. They're already falling behind in the league. It might even be better for them to slip out of reach of the Premier League this league this year if they want to. Uh, win the champions league. I think that's what you're going to see happen to be quite honest. The way that the, the season is going. Um, if they don't turn it around in the next five, then you might say they obviously they're not going to come out and admit this. And by no stretch of the imagination is city out of it. Um, 10 games into the season, regardless of how many points they have. Um, but, you might see, you know, it's that's a behind closed doors thing where they say, "All right, let's let's rotate a little bit more during what you know during a week where we have Champions League and put out our best eleven in the midweek every time and bring the uh, the trophy with the big ears home." Yeah, I mean, you know how like we've seen, another interesting thing. It's like you know how like what we've seen it, it happens a lot in maybe like American sports. Um, where a team wins the championship and then the next year they start off and they're like super hot. They're riding that high. They have a lot of momentum going into the next season. Yeah, Obviously, it doesn't happen occasionally in the Premier League, like Chelsea won the league and then finished 10th and then finished 5th. So it doesn't always happen. But you look at the two teams this year, who has more of that air about them? Is the it, team the team that won the Champions League? The team that won the Liverpool yeah. feels like the defending champions coming into this league, even though City won the league last year. Um, I think the the high of being the champions of Europe is better than winning the Premier League, regardless of how how close it was and how well you play for yeah. 30, uh, across thirty eight games. Yeah. So now, especially I mean, Liverpool... especially the year after losing the Champions League final. Right, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see Liverpool, what, had... How big was their lead last year on the table? Liverpool's? Yeah, was it seven, or was it more? Was Eh, it ten? It might have been ten. Might have been ten. And so, like, I don't know necessarily what it will take for for Pep City to kind of change focus, because they know they can come back and take the league from Liverpool again. Like, it's possible. It happened last year. But... I mean, it might not with this with them riding this, this high that we're that we're talking about with the Champions League. Well, there you have it. Chair's delusion of the week is that Pep Guardiola will not win the Champions League with Manchester City, not this year, not next year, not ever. And that pretty much takes us to the end of the show. As always, make sure you listen, rate, review, subscribe. It'll help us get more listeners and more people will see our podcast. If you don't mind, go and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FootyAdoo. The content coming up this week is going to be much more than podcast links. It's going to be adorable pictures of Miss Maisie May, and she will be doing her picks. And also look out for a second pod later in the week. Not sure who's going to be in the booth for that one with me, whether it's Jared, Nick, or maybe a solo effort, maybe a surprise guest. But we're going to be bringing you footy-a-do European nights to recap everything that happens on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in the Champions League and Europa League. And as always, Jared, pardon our French.